Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be doing week two of the NFL slash fantasy football season. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by my good friend, Lucas. Lucas, how are you doing today? Good, man. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Yeah, no problem, dude. You know a lot about football. Honestly, probably a little bit more than me at times. So it's nice to have a little bit of variety here on The Truth. It's nice to bring somebody that's an expert because I have talked football with you many times throughout our days in high school. So it's good to have somebody like you back. If you guys missed week one of uh, the fantasy football slash NFL preview, um, you know, it's kind of irrelevant now to go back and watch it. But if you get bored and want to see kind of what my take, I did it solo um, on the week was, I definitely suggest you go check that out. If you guys are new, though, and this is your first time this season, I will briefly run down how this podcast will work. We will first start in the NFL. We'll each go over a surprise from last week. Then we'll go over our game of the week. One other game to watch out for, our lock of the week, and our upset of the week. Um, And then also, we added a hot take segment. Lucas will do a hot take, I'll do a hot take, and that will lead us into our fantasy segment. Um, I'm assuming you're playing fantasy football this year, correct? Unfortunately, I am. (laughs) Okay, good. So we'll each recap how our fantasy teams did uh, in week one. That will lead us to our two must-starts of the week uh, each, two must-sits each of the week, and then our guesses for our top performers of the week uh, in fantasy. That will lead us then to our final thoughts and uh, closure, and we should be out the gates. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. Uh, So my one surprise from last week, I'm going to go with the Vikings at the Bengals. I'm going to go with my Minnesota Vikings. You know, I really was expecting them to win at Cincinnati. Um, But Cincinnati, honestly, was also a surprise because I knew they were going to be good going into week one. um, But they also looked pretty good for the most part. Joe Burrow was back and healthy for the most part. Jamar Chase was kind of breaking out. T. Higgins was good until he got dehydrated. Um, Joe Mixon was toting the ball well. Their defense was solid. So the Bengals actually surprised me in many aspects. Now, I guess I kind of put this on here, but it doesn't surprise me because the Vikings, for some reason, can never win opening day. I don't know what it is. It's just like, yeah, here goes preseason. Here goes all that work. Let's just go lose to the Giants or, you know, the Bengals, for example. So it didn't really surprise me there. There were some surprises. Uh, Kirk Cousins did well. Jefferson, really limited for the most part, um, guarded up well on the defensive side by the Bengals. So, you know, overall, I think the Vikings-Bengals game was more of a surprise than I think a lot of people expected. I think, and I, I'm pretty sure Minnesota was favored to win that game, um, and the Bengals did come up on top in overtime thanks to the refs messing us up once again. Dalvin Cook was down. I'll repeat it for the five thousandth time. Dalvin Cook was down. Uh, but yeah, what was your surprise from last week in the NFL? Well, I'm gonna agree with you there. I'm surprised the defense did so well, and also I do agree he was down. But my surprise was um, it's going to be the the Saints and Packers game because um, I did not expect that to be so one-sided. The fact that Jameis Winston came out and uh, just kind of picked the defense out because, like, they have a great – or they have a good front four, you know, a good secondary. Just not the greatest, but they have a good one. Not enough to let someone who did throw 30 interceptions in a season at one point a couple seasons back. Also, the fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't look so well, whether that's by his decision or just because it was rusty, one of those two. But it's something that I never expected. I expected it to be at least a close game. I expected the to be a kind of a shootout, but not 
not so one-sided, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that game was definitely a surprise, too. I'm pretty sure it was America's game of the week. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting that game to be a lot closer than it was. What was it, 38-3 to or something like that? It, it was, was an absolute, 38-3. Yeah, it was an absolute blowout. Um, I think there was a lot of surprises on both sides. Aaron Rodgers was kind of doing his own thing this offseason. Was it intentional? I mean, I don't think so. I think if he was going to be a little more intentional about it, he tried to make his stock look better for free agency. Not like he needs to, but still in general. Um, but also surprised there was Jameis Winston. I didn't expect him to do as well as he did uh, there. So that definitely was a surprise um, on both aspects. And, yeah, definitely that 35-point margin. Good for the Vikings, though, because now the Vikings are tied for the NFC North League. So, yeah, definitely a surprise there. Uh, game of the week this week uh, I have is the Rams at the Colts. Now, I think this is going to be a marquee matchup. Now, you know, the Rams looked really good against the Bears at home. Matthew Stafford seemed like he fit in really well, which I was kind of expecting because they have a good wide receiver core of Woods, Cup, Higby can get thrown in the mix. Uh, so I wasn't really too concerned about the Rams on that aspect, but I was also kind of surprised on the Colts last week. I think this game, you know, I, I think the Colts are one of the, the top defenses in the NFL. I, you know, you got the Steelers, you got the Bills. You can maybe make a case, or well, you can make a case for the uh, football team. But the Colts do relatively have a good defense. Frank Wright loves to run the football and play defense. That's kind of how they won their games last year, kind of how the Titans won their games last year. Uh, so definitely have some prizes here. But I think if the Colts are able to stop Matthew Stafford in that offense, this could be a pretty one-sided game. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor would do some work in the ground game. Carson Wentz at the quarterback position. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a very close game. I think one turnover um, either by Carson Wentz or Stafford, or one defensive stop will really make uh, a key factor in this game. Uh, I'm going to disagree on that one because I think the I think personally after I saw Las Vegas, uh, not Las Vegas, um, the Rams last week just kind of uh, not the Ram- I saw the Rams destroy the the Bears even though they have a fantastic defense, and I saw the Colts get picked apart by an offense that is really good, but also lose to a defense that wasn't as good as they were in the past years. They just kind of deteriorated as uh, the Seahawks. I'm going to go with, this is, I picked between two of them, but this one is going to be the Ravens and Chiefs game because this has been a classic game over the past three years since Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson have been top quarterbacks the last couple of years. And kind of look forward and so far Mahomes has taken home all of them against the Ravens. Um, since Lamar has been quarterback. But I still think it's going to be one of the more good games between uh, 24 and 35 points. That's going to be a good game where we have both good defenses. Well, uh, the Ravens better than the, the Chiefs, but both pretty solid defenses and then two powerful offenses, one in the run game and one in the pass game. And I think that would be an interesting to see uh, once again for about the third year in a row. I'd like to see how well it goes. I think it's going to be a pretty even game. I do believe that also is a very good game to watch out for. Looking at the NFL uh, split of games, you know, there is a lot of good matchups uh, this week. You know, Raiders and Steelers can be fine. Um, You know, what you said, Ravens and Chiefs, I like that game as well. Again, kind of like a little rivalry per se with Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, Very curious to see how that one's going to turn out. Um, I like your takes on that. Moving into the uh, one other game to watch out for. This one might be a little bit of a surprise. I'm going to go with the Bills and the Dolphins. Not necessarily saying that the Bills – because I have the Bills winning this game. 
But to be honest, the Bills kind of looked shaky at the gates in week one. They faced the Steelers. They lost the Steelers. And the Steelers were so bad that the Bills really didn't have to make too many mistakes and uh, just kind of do what they did last year to, to absolutely blow out the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, every time I flipped on the game, I felt like he was falling down or throwing interceptions or incomplete passes. He just looked horrible. Um, and the Bills still managed a way to lose that game. Their defense looked good. Offense here and there, you know, got better as the game progressed. Um, but Dolphins coming up a 16 to or 17 to 16 win over Mac Jones and the Patriots. Very curious to see at home because it is hard to play on the road in the NFL how this game will match up with two division rivals. The Dolphins slowly on the uptake. You know, they have their kind of pieces. You got Tua, uh, Gasecki. Will Gasecki get involved in this game? He really wasn't involved in week one. So a lot of interesting pieces. Um, I do think the Bills will win this game by maybe seven, ten points. Um, but I'd be very curious to see how that game turns out, especially the shaky performance by the Bills and the Dolphins' narrow win over the Patriots. I'm not wrong. I don't think Gusecki got a catch in the first game. I, I, I seriously don't. Because I, I have him on one of my teams, and I knew I lost that league, so I didn't really break it down. Um, I will when we go into our breaking down segment of it. But I don't really think, yeah, he might. I don't even think he got a reception. And I thought he was going to – I'm not saying he's going to be like the TJ Hawkinsons and whatever, but maybe a little more production out of in Gusecki in week two. I, I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, my uh, game to watch out for this week for the like one of the other underrated ones would be the Niners and the Eagle game. Um, I saw the Eagles do pretty well last week against a terrible team, but the fact that they're kind of so together in it, how they had kind of like did it so well that I thought I think they could stand a good chance against the Niners and the Niners, how they almost blew the lead, the biggest lead of last week was like what 38 to 10 or something right it was, it was kind of and i don't know how they almost did it but the way that the both one one has good defense and a high-powered offense as um as i think the eagles will be in a couple of years they're not there yet but they have they have the pieces to be really good so i think that'll be one of the more underrated games yeah that definitely uh can be another underrated game there's a lot of underrated games i said there's some good matchups in this week and there's also underrated games the eagles you talked about having you know destroying the falcons i think it was like 33 to 6 or something like that um that gives them confidence regardless because it's an nfl team and, and you're playing in week one you want to have camaraderie and uh you know you want to be successful and you are so how does that translate to week two 49ers also coming off a win over a crappy detroit lions team so that's a good game to watch out for as well the lock of the week, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns home versus the Houston Texans. Uh, Cleveland Browns, they did lose a tough one to Kansas City. They looked good early on, um, and then Patrick Mahomes did do his magic towards the end of the game to get the the Chiefs the win. Um, and the Texans beat down pretty badly on Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I, I think, you know, the Texans, the whole Deshaun Watson situation, honestly, how that situation's panned out, I'm actually kind of proud and excited to see how the Texans responded well because there's really not too many people on the Texans that you're like oh I know that player you know there's a lot of rookies or undrafted or you know a lot of mix of players you know where you got the Chiefs you got the Mahomes the Hills the Kelsey's you name it they're probably on it the Texans is a little hard to find through Um, but again chemistry was there everything looked good in week uh, week one but I think the Browns opening up at home you know they're going to have momentum they're going to want revenge they're a very good team I think it's a safe bet to say that the Browns can easily win by at least two touchdowns against the Texans. That is, I, I actually kind of agree with that one. 
I uh, I actually think that would be kind of more of a blowout because the, the Texans, when they first came into the season, was going to be like the laughing stock of the season, even though they somehow, even though they destroyed the the Jaguars personally on defense. It doesn't look like they're going to be like the laughing stock this season, but I do think they'll lose. Mine is going to be um, the Buccaneers and the Falcons. After I saw what the uh, the Buccaneers did on Thursday, they had a great offense and a great defense, without a doubt. Uh, their secondary is a little struggling, but it's not going to be in a match for um, the Falcons' offense, which struggled really. They they struggled heavily against um, not the best defense in the NFL, but a solid defense, the Eagles' defense, which I don't think is the best, but it's good enough for an NFL team. Um, like a solid mid uh, defense. Also, the fact that their defense itself is also falling apart since uh, last season. They didn't really do much over the off season. So I think that's going to be the, the the easiest game to actually win, or the easiest game for the Buccaneers to have this whole season. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure you knew that Buccaneers team well because they beat down on your or not beat down on your Cowboys. They did beat your Cowboys to open up the season. But the Falcons look terrible. I mean, <laughs> I thought awful. they were gonna. I thought they were gonna be bad, but they they looked horrible, like absolutely horrible. <laughs> Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. This is not a good combination. Their defense is horrible. If you have a really bad defense, you don't want to face Tampa Bay's offense. You don't want to face the greatest of all time in Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You name it. I mean, every single player is on that team. Uh, so yeah, that definitely can be a blowout real quick. Um, it's a little division rival game as well, so very excited to see there. Upset of the week, this might be considered an upset to some people, and it might not. I'm going to go with the Raiders at the Steelers. Now, the reason why I'm giving this as an upset is because it's hard to play at Heinz Field. It really is. The Steelers had a really good year last year and really have a good team. Uh, the Raiders, yeah, the wind. The Raiders have a good team um, as well, but stacking up against the Steelers, I don't really think the Raiders have a better team. The Raiders – Won last night, right? They won. They did win. They, uh, I think that was just pure luck for them, in my opinion. The, yes, yes. The very defense played so. very well, but I think that football <laughs> just kind of gave them the luck that they needed. Right. So they did win. So you, you know, they did are one to know. But I do think that you know, going to Heinz Field on the road, not having your Raider Nation fans in the stands is going to be a tough one. The Steelers just look so bad, in my opinion, in Week One. I just don't think they're there right now. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is the right solution at quarterback. I think the receivers can have some issues. I think Juju's too focused on dancing on opponent's team's logos that he's not really going to dial it down and be as successful this week. I think the Raiders are going to come in with revenge. Um, not really revenge because they won last week, but they're going to come with confidence. And I think they'll take down the Steelers, uh, especially towards the end of the game. I think they can either win this game by three or seven. Um, mine, as you're probably going to like this one, is the Vikings-Cardinal game. Yes, sir. I uh, I think the Vikings will beat the Cardinals after the Cardinals beat probably probably the top offense that wasn't passing last season. They had a great passing game, but they also had the lead rushing, the rusher and uh, Derrick Henry. And um, I think even though that Chandler Jones had five sacks and that they have J.J. Watt, their defense is not – the greatest, but they have key pieces there in J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, um, Buda Baker. You know, they have all these key players, but not like a solid – they have a solid defense, but not like a great defense like uh, 
think the Buccaneers have a really great defense, in my opinion. Um, but I think the Vikings, because I saw their offensive line, they did pretty solid against um, the Bengals, even though they don't have a great defense. I think they did pretty good. Uh, I saw that Kirk Cousins, it didn't seem like he was struggling. I think he seemed pretty confident in most of them. He had a pretty solid game. And I think that um, Justin Jefferson and the Vikings defense, because I saw them do pretty well in that game, I think they had the key pieces. It's just like week one, you know, you're just starting. I think they're just getting started. And I think they will uh, contain Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and win that game. By few, I don't know, but I think they'll win that game. Well, you know I love to hear that. I was maybe going to put the Vikings at the Cardinals by upset, but I didn't want to t- sound too biased. But, again, it's it's only week one. Cousins had a good week. Uh, he didn't throw an interception. He had about 330 yards. Let us team down the field to get in position to make a field goal, which we finally made a field goal. I mean, I think we should get a round of applause for that to begin with. Um, but, yeah, you, like you mentioned, Justin Jefferson, you know, he didn't really have much of an impact. I expect more of an impact from him. Thielen continued to look good. The one question I have with the Vikings this week is, are they able to run the football effectively? You know, you mentioned you, they're going against one of the best defensive fronts, linebacker, like, cores that there is in the NFL. Can't get much better than J.J. Watts to begin with. Then you got Chandler Jones, who didn't he have, like, five sacks last week or something like that? Like, he was just absolutely – Ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I actually think that um, they had a pretty good run, uh, running game last week with Dalvin Cook. I think they can either run, if not pass to him more if they need to. They might check out of a lot of passes. I mean, not not a lot of a lot of runs to go to passes and maybe some checkdowns. But I think they'll overcome and actually beat them. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to be able to run the football. Every NFL team can run it and pass the football, and as well as stop the run and, and stop the pass. It's just it's the NFL for you. Um, but if they're definitely able to get the running game established, I do like the leverage that they have. Again, it is week one. Should you press the panic button if you're any one of these teams' fans that went 0-1? Absolutely not. You look at some teams that lost. The Vikings lost. The Bills lost at home. The Titans got obliterated by the uh, the Cardinals at home. Those are three solid teams right there. And I'm not trying to sound biased right here, but the Vikings, the, the Bills, and the Titans all have really good Super Bowl contending teams. Um, but, again, it's week one, so there's a lot of, you know, people are freaking out, whatever, long season. You're adding the game, too, so this can kind of count as a preseason game in some ways. Um, so really not an issue to push the panic button. I do believe they will turn things around um, and win at Arizona next week, hopefully, so you can not go 0-2 because that would suck. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, – oh, wait, I already gave you I'm, – I'm, I'm tripping right now. I already. Oh, I yeah. haven't given you my upset of the week, have I? I uh, think you – No, I did give you – I'm yeah. – okay, I'm tripping You went right first. <laughs> yeah, okay. I also, also, to go off what you said, I think week one is like a preseason game for starters, right. but it's a preseason game that matters. Right. That's a really good way of putting that because you take away a preseason game where you'll see sometimes in previous years that fourth preseason game starters getting some receptions, repetitions um, and and practice reps to get ready for that game one because, you know, they're usually at week preseason week four is right around uh, NFL week one. So, yeah, you can look at it as a preseason type of things. And that's kind of why you see some other teams struggle as well. Anyways, that's going to leave us to our next segment, our hot take segment. Lucas, what's your hot take for this week? My hot take, uh, I think this is a pretty bold one. I think by the second quarter, not the second quarter, the second half, they will bench Andy Dalton and Justin Field will have his, not his first career start, but his first starting. And I think that they'll, I think he'll have a solid game of 
probably about 200 yards and probably maybe lead a comeback depending on how if they are ready for him. Well, I think he'll be starting by the second half of this week's game. That's a very, very valid point to point out. A lot of people are wondering if that would happen here in week one. He did get some playing time here. I mean, we know, we all know this. Andy Dalton knows this. Everybody knows this. Chicago Bears fans sure as hell know this. They want Justin Fields as their quarterback. They've dealt with Mitchell Trubisky. They thought they were off the hook. Then they get Andy Dalton, who is not a bad quarterback in the NFL. I think a lot of people are just kind of dogging on Andy Dalton for being back. I mean, you know firsthand. Well, actually, I don't know how you feel about Andy Dalton because he was the quarterback last year for the Cowboys. I, like, uh, How do you feel about Andy Dalton? Well, I was excited because um, I when I – to kind of go back last season, I was excited. I thought we were going to win it all because – I like the front four that we had because we had Gerald um, – oh, what's his name? Gerald McCoy. We had Don Terry Poe. We had Demarcus Lawrence and Everson – what's his Griffin. name? You guys Griffin. just released he's a, him. He's a, he's a great player. He's actually back on the Vikings now. We released him. I think him. he got released. But anyways, this whole defense that we had, and even if Dak didn't show up, I thought we were going to win. But everything just went downhill. But even all, with all that – he played solid. He's not the quarterback he used to be from four years ago, five years ago. But I think he's um. He's a uh, he's kind of like a Cam Newton right now, where like he wants to be a starter, but there's really nowhere for him to go. That's kind of what's going on with him. I think. I I like him personally, but I don't know if if he'll start in uh, Chicago very long. That, that's honestly a great point you bring up, kind of like Cam Newton. Uh, maybe he should go start. You know, I do know Bishop Sycamore does need a quarterback. So if he really wants to go there, then I definitely don't see an issue why he can't. <laughs> but I do like how, you know, you kind of pointed out the Cam Newton situation. Andy Dalton, both Andy Dalton and Cam Newton were way better earlier on in their careers than they are now. I kind of look at Andy Dalton more as of a backup quarterback, kind of in the situation like the Cowboys were in last year. Maybe it is time to go to Justin Fields. You know, I've always never been too hyped on, you know, just rushing quarterbacks in the NFL because it definitely is a hard game from college to the NFL. But maybe it's time, especially in the second half here, the Bears are really struggling to turn the page and maybe have Justin Fields be the starter and then Andy Dalton is the backup in case Fields gets injured or maybe you trade him or release him and another team picks him up. But I do see Andy Dalton more of a backup kind of quarterback role, kind of like how he was last year at the Cowboys. Um, my hot take, I'm going to transition over a little bit more to fantasy football. I'm going to go Jameis Winston will be the number one fantasy quarterback this week at Carolina. Carolina does have a relatively solid defense. I mean, you look at the defense and you're like, okay, you know, they got some players here. Jeremy Chin had a good year last year. Jack Thomas had 10 tackles last week. Dante Jackson, Derek Brown, some other key defenders there. Hassan Reddick. Um, so they have a lot of names that you would, you know, kind of associate with being well. And honestly, I think their defense is better than their offense. Yeah, I mean, their offense is pretty much Christian McCaffrey. The defense is solid. I think it was last year, the year before, they drafted a couple, like all their seven-round picks were all defensive players. So they really put an emphasis. Matt Rule really wants to put an emphasis on defense, and they're doing so. But Jameis Winston, he really surprised a lot of people last year. I know he surprised me. I think this year, or well, this week, rather, he's going to have you know a lot of options to throw to you, throw to Kamara out of the backfield if he needs. He's got other receivers that he can throw to. He can run the football, not like Lamar Jackson, but he can scramble out of the pocket if he needs to. I expect this week he to ease – not easily. I think he'll be the number one fantasy quarterback. Now, again, it's a hot take, so I could be blowing this out of proportion, but 
the potential that he has is definitely better than it was last year. Yeah, especially with uh, – I know you named a couple players on their defense. Their front four is good. Their secondary is good. I think where he would target a lot of the plays, even though Michael Thomas is out, is towards the middle where the linebacking core is or maybe some checkdowns because yeah. um, their linebacking core isn't what it used to be after Luke Keekley left, but that's kind of yeah. old. It's still filling. So if they if he throws there or kind of manipulates the safeties and kind of goes up the middle if they're doing cover two or something, I think they can make a couple of good plays there. And um, that's that's how they win. They either attack um, the middle or run outside or run straight depending on what they want. But I think that's a good take. All right. Well, that is it for the NFL portion of the podcast. We're going to transition over to fantasy. I think a lot of the reason why you guys are on this podcast to begin with so first, um, I'm going to recap my fantasy team's performance, and then Lucas will do the same. Me, personally, I'm in four leagues because I can't help myself when people ask me to join leagues. Um, I, hate turning, I hate turning it down. I do like fantasy football, but at some point, you know, like I pretty much have every single NFL player on my team, and I'm always going against every single NFL player on the team. Overall, I went one and three, and that was definitely not what I was expecting. There was one – well – Okay, let's put it this way. The one the one game I won, it was like my worst performance of all my teams. I only had 103 points. I had Lamar, Kamara, Saquon. I put Saquon in. I was kind of hesitant to put him in. He did horrible. Uh, Hawkinson had a good performance. Najee did pretty bad. Um, I had Lockett and Cooper Cup on my bench. I don't know if I was just living under a rock and forgot I had them on my team. Um, you know, so that was the one game that I actually won. I lost a tight one uh, to another friend of mine down here in Ridgecrest. I lost by one point. Uh, really killed me that Lamar ran for 28 yards on like one of the final plays in regulation. That honestly killed me. So lost there. Got smoked in another league. I went against Hawkinson, Cooper Cup, uh, to name a couple players right there who had good weeks. And then another week with Ben, who also co-hosts the show. He beat me pretty bad as well. So honestly, in week one, usually how it works with me is I start off the season horribly. I don't know why. I, Maybe it's because I'm just stupid, but for some reason, I always start like the first three, four weeks horribly, and then I make my way coming through the season, but definitely did not do as well as I was hoping for this week. Well, you know, I didn't do as well. I'm in two of them that actually I kind of care about. One of them, I went one and I went one and one this week. I had uh, Tom Brady, who was good. I had A.J. Brown. I had Julio Jones, who didn't do very well. I had TJ Hawkinson on the bench. I had I had I think who what's his first name? Swift on the Lions. Oh, I had him on the bench. Um I started James Robinson who didn't do very well. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question for you. So if you put Hawkinson on the bench, who'd you start at the tight end position? Because I thought the Eagles would suck. I started Kyle Pitts. Oh, that's a hard one to. No, it's, it's not a good. It's not a bad like decision. There. Well, the thing in this league is that in this one they don't count catches, and I was very pissed off about that. Oh, it sucks. So, so it kind of really didn't matter. He scored like two, three points. Right. Um, I started the Colts defense and the Colts kicker. Um, I had Julio who didn't do very well. I had him too. That one was rough. That was, I think, the league that I – well, one of the leagues I got smoked in. I had Julio, and, uh, yeah, that was not really – I was like, yes, I got Julio. I actually had him in the flex position because that's where I drafted him. And then I was like, wow, you put up, like, five points. Thank you. And I also have uh, Kenny Galladay, who didn't really do very well. Like, 
these are all players I expected to do very well. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, fantasy is a game of you have no idea. You just kind of pick and hope for the best. <laughs> right, right. Or you do really well, and the team you're going against is doing really well too. So, I mean, there's obviously some skill and strategy involved, and you also put it in the mix for kind of some luck. And then the one I did win, uh, Darren Waller came in clutch and scored the points I needed to win. Wow. Yeah. Now, hopefully, I'm, I'm looking for a better performance here in week two. It also is kind of hard in week one, too. I feel like the people that win in week one are the people who really don't know anything about fantasy football, and they're just kind of drafting for fun, and then they just throw in a lineup. And, you know, because with week one, you never really know because you never know, like, new quarterbacks specifically at other positions or new running backs or new systems, how they're going to be compared to last year. You know, for example, certain teams – might be a better runner, and then they get a new coach, and they're more of a passing game. So players that you would expect to draft last year just aren't that good this year. And so you, week one and two, you really kind of get a better gauge on that. So it's kind of hard um, early on. But, yeah, definitely was not part of my performance at all. Yeah. Nonetheless, moving on to week two, uh, I'm going to go with two must-starts as well as two must-sits. Now, the first must-start I have, if you're not starting him already, I don't understand why you're not. I got Antonio Gibson, home versus the Giants, especially if you're in a PPR league. There's been some – I was reading some articles that, you know, maybe you sit Antonio Gibson. I really don't see a point. Now, Giants defense – I mean, I feel like every defense in the NFC East is solid for the most part. Like, again, I think you kind of brought up with the Eagles. Like, they're not great, but they do enough to be successful. I think the Giants defense is personally the best defense in 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 the East. I think they're the best one. Personally. Right, right. Now, the reason why I have Antonio Gibson starting here is I think in a PPR league, he's going to be more reliable. He does get receptions. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick did get injured. You know, Fitzpatrick has always liked to throw to his running backs. But I think a big reason why you should start Antonio Gibson is his PPR. I think you can expect at least five receptions uh, out of the backfield, which, you know, obviously has five points right there, gets some reception yards, can run the football here and there. So I do like Antonio Gibson at home versus the Giants on Thursday night football. And then Teddy Bridgewater at the Jaguars. Teddy Bridgewater, very interesting player as well. I like Bridgewater this week going up against the Jags defense that really did horribly and pretty bad uh, against a really bad Texans offense. So I think it's kind Mm -hmm. of a bad, bad, good situation where Teddy Bridgewater's got momentum. He's got weapons to throw to. I think Jerry Judy's injured because he's like, he had a high ankle sprain. It looked like he snapped his ankle. Um, he's out, which is not a you know the worst case scenario. There's other options to throw to, but I expect Teddy Bridgewater and Antonio Gibson to both have good weeks this week in fantasy. Yeah, I I, I agree with you with um Antonio Gibson because if you have a if you have receptions in the game, um, it's good because he is he was a receiver, transporter, running back, so he does have uh the receiving skills. Also, Teddy Bridgewater kind of uh, I think he's one of the more underrated ones because no one kind of kind of have a terrible season last year and they came right. up and has a good game against the Giants defense. Uh, but um, for mine, I have the two two of these players who I think are Austin Eckler, Eckler against the Cowboys defense who may or may not show up depending on what they want to do. Um, who I think is the same thing with um, – Antonio Gibson, but I think he's a better Antonio Gibson. He catches, he runs. Every time he runs, he gets between like 
five and seven yards, it seems like. And every time he gets like a screen or he goes out, he also goes for another 10 yards. He's like uh, an underrated Christian McCaffrey, seems like. That's what he kind of reminds me of more. Kind of like he can run the ball, but also he can do catch the ball. But he's not as good, but like he's there, you know. And then also um, I have uh, Keenan Allen. If he lines up, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, if he lines up against Antonio Brown, which that's what they're probably hoping for. If he does, I think you'll have probably a hundred and fifty yard game with one or two touchdowns. <laughs> that, that's actually being serious. If he lines no, up against that player, just, he yeah. will he will torch my defense into oblivion. If right. it's Trevon Diggs, I still think he'll have a good game just with the receptions that they'll do, but not the yards. But I think yeah. they'll both have a good game. I do like both those starts. I like how you said Antonio. I'm not saying Antonio Gibson, Jesus Louise, uh, Austin Eckler, rather. I have him in I think two leagues. He's a great PPR running back alongside Gibson. Um, and then I also like Keenan Allen. I've always liked Keenan Allen. You know, Chargers like to pass the football, obviously, because their running backs get more involved in the game. Uh, but Keenan Allen's always been Justin Herbert's kind of main target, I'd say. He's uh, like his the Chargers. Guy. You know? Right, like he—he's the guy that you see in goal lines. If you don't know wide receiver, like low quick fade, or uh, third downs, or big yard games, or even short yard games, pretty much everything. Keenan Allen's gonna be a guy. So definitely gotta start Keenan Allen there. Yeah. Um, moving on to our two must sits. The first one I have is Jalen Hurts home versus the 49ers. Kind of going with a little bit of a gamble here. Reason why is I really like the 49ers defense. I think the uh, Eagles offense is good, but I think they kind of got overhyped because of who they played. I think going up against a stout defensive line, even linebacking core, um, it might be a little bit of a challenge for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a good fantasy quarterback, good NFL quarterback. I just think that the 49ers defense will kind of do – I want to kind of give an example to Lamar Jackson. I think he had, what, 18, 19 fantasy points, which is good for a quarterback, but I think people were expecting a little bit more from him. I can kind of see the similar situation this week with Jalen Hurts. And then Mark Andrews versus the Chiefs. Mark Andrews let a lot of people down last week in fantasy. Good thing he did because that is the reason. My dad won because he uh, failed. Be 100% honest, I won that one league that I won because Mark Andrews was on my opponent's team. So I won by literally like a point. So if he had one more reception, he would have won. And I would have gotten 0-4, which would have made me really sad. Um, But, yeah, this week going up against a good Chiefs team, if if he wasn't – he wasn't worth clicking in week one. I don't really – basically, I don't expect it to be clicking in week two, especially against the Chiefs compared to the Raiders. Yeah, and then – actually, I kind of agree with that one. Um, Mark Andrews, he has his moments, but um, he might get a catches here and there. But if they – they're, what they're going to look out for is um, for the Chiefs, it would probably be Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, and then the running back court that they have. I think the Chiefs will win that game, but I think it will be a good game. Uh, what I have, uh, I have Ezekiel Elliott personally. Um, this, I love Zeke. I love when he's running good, but the thing is we have a quarterback as an offensive coordinator. Moore. This guy was a good uh, quarterback in Boise. He likes to pass the ball. He's a passing uh, – he's a quarterback. He wants Dak to be uh, – to be com- throwing the ball but it's Zeke isn't is not he's not what he was because our offensive coordinator is not what it was it's something mm-hmm. it's completely different than what it was when he was like in his prime we had a different coordinator I think that's maybe why he's been downhill recently 
I don't think he'll be doing as good as he does in past years. Yeah, you know, Zeke is a very interesting player. Um, he definitely surprised a lot of people last week. I think a lot of people were – I had a, one of my roommates had Zeke. He's like, run the ball, Zeke. Do something with Zeke. Because he really wasn't as effective as he was a couple of years ago. Uh, and you mentioned a good point. <laughs> when you have a quarterback guy as an offense coordinator, um, running backs kind of get screwed. So maybe also, he'll make an impact. Uh, I don't know if he'll make as a great – I think he'll probably have a better game than he did last week, but he right. won't as big of an impact. Also, the fact that Dak did call check out of those plays, about 12 plays I think I saw, uh, because mm-hmm. of the defense. So it just depends what the defense is giving him. Right. But, yeah, I, I do think that he's not going to do as bad as he did this week. Uh, did you have – do you only have one sleeper or do you have two? Because I don't want to move on if you don't have another one. I you have only a, have one. I actually do have another one. I – um. And Kyle Pitts, I thought he was going to be good. Um, right. I thought he was going to be good week one. Week two, they're playing against the Buccaneers. Great tight end core. I mean, not tight end core. Linebacking core who can actually guard Kyle Pitts, especially Devin White with the speed and his agility and the fact that he can cover. Right. I I don't think Kyle Pitts will have as good as a game because the fact that Devin White is one of the top linebackers at covering and also the fact that he can he actually has some speed to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, very interesting. I mean, I always love seeing, like, I, I would see things like top five projected tight ends uh, in the NFL season, and Kyle Pitts is, like, number four. I was like, this guy has never played an NFL game. I'm not saying he's not going to be a top five tight end, but it's just funny how it works in this day and age. But he is a good tight end. I do expect him to be good as the season goes on. This week, again, tough challenge. You mentioned Devin White, good linebacking uh, linebacker there. It's just going to be hard to run any offense um, against a good Tampa Bay team. So that's another good must-sit there. Uh, two sleepers. I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb at the Chargers. Now, I only put him as a sleeper because I thought of him as a sleeper. I thought C.D. Lamb would be good, but not as good as he was last week. Uh, he did drop some catches early on, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I was like – I did have him play. I did have him playing in one league. And I was like, oh, great. He's driving catches now, so they're going to stop throwing to him. But they didn't. He had a touchdown, more receptions, yards, you name it. He probably was getting it last week. Going up against the Chargers, I think they're going to – Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are going to have that connection continuously going. Um, and down the line, he's going to be more of a wide receiver too, at least to me, instead of a sleeper, even though he is a good player. I, for some reason, slept on him. So I was like, you know what? If I slept on him, I got to put him down as a sleeper. And then Najee Harris versus the Raiders. Now – I think Najee, I think the whole Pittsburgh Steelers offense was just in shambles in a way last week. They have so many great weapons on that team. They just cannot figure it out, like, at all. And it happens sometimes, especially in week one. You mentioned it's kind of like another preseason game um, for the starters. So I think Najee will bounce back. You know, the Raiders have a great great offensive line. Well, they do, but a defensive line. Max, Max Crosby, Carl Nassib. Um, you know, those guys in the defensive line, Max Crosby's particular, he was all over the place yesterday. He was sacking quarterbacks, making tackles. So it might be a little bit hard to run through, but if Big Ben's able to establish the passing game, the Raiders are going to expect more passes than rushes. And so then that frees up the running game. And Najee the passing game as well. So I do like Najee Harris this week against a good Raiders defense. I, I actually agree with you. Najee Harris, I thought he was a big letdown. That was also right. going against a really solid defense. Um, who was your first guy? 
I had CD Lamb. How could you forget? He's literally a Dallas Cowboy. Sorry, I, I the last thing I was I was kind of fucking. I think <laughs> since Michael Gallup is out, he is the second man next to Amari Cooper. So I think that will get him more reps than he does. So I think that will be nice for him also. So he might have just as big as a game as he last week. My player this week would be, uh, it's going to be one of my two, it's going to be Mac Jones. I think after what he did in Miami, I think he'll come in next week and probably do the same thing and have a solid game, like uh, averaging between 20 and 25 points, which is exactly what you need for a quarterback in each game. You want him to have more, but like the perfect points for a quarterback is like 20 to 25, just like you have a certain standard for most players. And I think he'll do that this week. And then my next one is going to be uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis kind of slow at the start, but I think it's um, uh, Zach Wilson. It's like his go-to guy now. Like you kind of like throughout the game, you kind of see him go to him more often because he did end up with two touchdowns and like 60 something yards on catches, even though that offense was atrocious against, uh, I like to say like a top defense, but not very well. Um, I, I just think that Corey Davis is a go-to guy in New York. So I think he'll have a – he'll be like like uh, the Mari Cooper to Dak or Ken Allen to Herb. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson to Corey Davis and throughout the season. I think that's going to be my sleeper. You know, that's actually a great, you know, reference and pick. I had Corey Davis on the bench. I wasn't expecting the production he has. I don't think really a lot of people were just because how bad that Jets offense really is. But you do bring up a good point how Zach Wilson in his first game, and that tells a lot because he has a player now in Corey Davis. You now know that Zach Wilson likes to throw to Corey Davis, and it's important for rookie quarterbacks to help settle in when you know you have that one guy that you can throw to. Uh, So expect Corey Davis to have another good week there and a good season, good fantasy season. He can make his way into the wide receiver two categories as well. Uh, Who was your first sleeper again? My first one was Mac Jones. Mac Jones, that's right. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the Dolphins and Patriots game. I don't know why. I pretty much watched every other game except the Dolphins and Patriots. And to be honest, I didn't even know who won the game until yesterday. So really goes to show how much I was paying attention to that game. But from what I've seen, you know, Mac Jones, he's got the confidence. He's got some, he's got some guts. He's got some balls. He's got some confidence. He flat out said the whole Cam Newton situation. I expected to be the starting quarterback. And, you know, it's good for rookies to kind of have that tone and set the tone early on, but it takes some guts going to say it again. It's a former NFL MVP. So he has his confidence. He has his swagger. Um, He's in a good system with Bill Belichick. I do expect the sleeper this week going against the Jets defense, which it's the Jets, for the love of God. It's like almost a college football team in a way. So I do expect a good week from Mac Jones this year. Well, this year and this week. It's a good point there, too. All right, we're going to move on to our guesses for top performers of the week. I'm going to go over my quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. First, Josh Allen. I'm going to go Josh Allen at the quarterback position. He had a pretty good week last week. I think for a lot of people, you know, we're all expecting Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs to have the numbers he put up last uh, season. But going up against a decent Miami defense, I do expect a lot more Josh Allen. I, I expect more passes, more digs action, more running, more just more everything like he did last year. I expect him to kind of bounce back from a rough week one. He's going to have some revenge on his mind for losing at home 
I believe it was at home to the Steelers. Um, you know, a good team, but honestly, they should have won that game. So revenge there in that aspect, I do see a working out. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb at the running back position. Now, a lot of times I'll probably go with like McCaffrey or Barkley when he's healthy or somebody like that. But, you know, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb this week. He did have a solid week. You know, Kareem Hunt's always, always in the mix too. So I don't want to just single out Kareem Hunt. But I think Nick Chubb, not only in the running game, but in the passing game, uh, will be effective. He's going up against a crappy Texans defense. Um, so expect more production not only in the running game, but also in the passing game. So I like Nick Chubb there. Tyreek Hill at the wide receiver position going up against a good Ravens defense. I also like Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill uh, can definitely put up numbers that he's put up before. He's obviously a factor in the passing game. He's also a factor in the running game at times. Um, you know, he had 11 receptions for 197 yards and a touchdown in week one. So very good uh, place there. And then also tight end, I'm going to go Darren Waller going up against the Steelers. He did bring up a good point, however, uh, that the Steelers defense, their linebacking core is nice matching up against players like Tyree, or not Tyree Kill, Darren Waller. But Darren Waller is a number one option there for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I expect that, you know, his, what, 30 points he put up last week is going to kind of carry over. Do I think he'll put up 30 points next week? No. Uh, but I do think that it will be among the best of the tight ends in the league. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you on most of them. The quarterback, I don't, because what you're forgetting is I have Tom Brady playing against the Falcons. Let's put that first. That's ob- That's like the given. It's going to be looking like him, him having like four touchdowns in that one quarter against the Titans back in 2009. That's what it's going to look like, in my opinion, against the Falcons, who are just a team that's at this point rebuilding. Um. I agree with you with Nick Chubb. I think against a terrible team, I think it will be like split between the two running backs, but they're going to be like, which one which one matters more? They're going to do a lot of play action. I think that's what's going to happen just to get the get the, get the the defense confused. Not even a good defense either. They played well last week, but that was against a team that was not very good in the first place. So I think that Nick Chubb will have a great game. My receiver is going to be uh, – DeAndre Hopkins because even wow. though they're playing the Vikings, I don't think the Vikings have that cornerback that they need. Even though I think everything else on the defense is good, they don't have that cornerback. Right. You know, so I think guarding DeAndre Hopkins will be a little rough. And then my tight end, I think that Jared Goff needs to find his two go guy, and I think that two go guy is TJ Hawkinson after last week. I like Darren Waller, but because like they threw to him almost every other play. Uh, in Vegas, but um, Darren, uh, I think TJ Hawkinson will just have a great week as he did this last week. He'll have it this week. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point um, about uh, not only, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, TJ Hawkinson. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is a valid point to make out. You did bring up a good point. The Vikings don't really have a good cornerback uh, to match up against a guy like Hopkins and, you know, Kyler Murray is obviously going to be looking for weapons like DeAndre Hopkins because he's got a whole team full of weapons. Um, Tom Brady, it's a good point there. Going up against a really crappy Falcons defense, I expect him to put up good numbers like he did last week. Um, And then also TJ Hawkinson, one of the better tight ends in the league. Obviously, coming from a school in Iowa, producing good tight ends, um, it definitely helps. But TJ Hawkinson, 
in a way, uh, is Jerry Goff's really main only option. Yeah, there's a lot of no-name receivers um, on the Lions, but in reality, he's going to want to throw to TJ Hawkinson. So I do expect uh, TJ Hawkinson to also have a good week there. Uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be it for today's show. I just put for final thoughts, and I don't know if you have any. I just said it should be a fun week too. There's a lot of good matchups um, in the NFL. Fantasy is always fun. Uh, probably a lot of good matchups in your fantasy weeks as well. Do you have any final thoughts or things you want to add before we click off the show? Uh, no, I just like to thank you for the opportunity of bringing me back. It was uh, nice. I just like sharing football knowledge because um I don't really talk about it too much because not everyone loves football. But nice to be back. Yeah, well. For now, as long as you want to be back every week, you're more than welcome to because I don't know the situation with Ben. Well, I do know some of the situation with Ben. But it's definitely more fun and entertaining to do it with somebody, especially somebody that does know football. And it's not just me talking to a blank wall in front of me. Um, But it definitely was good having you on. It's definitely good to have a different viewpoint and perspective. Uh, So I do appreciate you accepting the invite and coming on the show. If you... Um, enjoy the podcast ladies and gentlemen i would definitely appreciate if you like it or share whatever you guys do to be honest i don't really know what you guys do i know you guys listen to it that's pretty much it if you guys want to stay up to date with the truth make sure you follow the truth on twitter at the truth as one that way you can stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth including podcast dates podcast uploads and other important information of value uh like i said lucas want to thank you for joining the show today and uh Maybe I'll see you next week if you want to. Otherwise, I'll see you in a future time down the line. Thank you, now. Yep. All right. Well, take care. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. As always, it's your host, Niall Hassan, signing out. Take it easy.